1: All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, the post-game edition. Crying in your beer, wiping your tears away, throwing things against the wall, cursing... Josh McDaniels, cursing, whoever you're going to be cursing. Uh, you might be doing a little bit of that. Welcome back to the show, Silver and Black Today, and Odyssey original podcast. Scott Branson with you and with me in the post game is Evan Grote. He is the host of Just Pod Baby, uh, part of the SportsNot.com family, which we are all here as well, myself and Mo. Uh, so welcome back to him, as well as joining us now from Las Vegas, David Stepanian, our ace producer and... Our correspondent, you can hear his game previews every week on our Thursday show. So thanks for being with us uh, back here, both of you guys. All right, so uh, let's dive in a little bit here. These stats, I mean, look, in a game like this, you could say, don't even look at the stats, but 183 yards in total offense. Uh, Previous to this, the Jaguars, I think one week had 187 yards in offense, was the worst performance of an offense in the NFL, uh, I'll start with you, Evan. Um, this one, from an offensive standpoint, I think came out. Derek Carr again looked really flat just from the get go. Just did not look good. He had the 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 overthrow to Mac Hollins, who was wide open on the sideline uh, in that first first quarter. That couldn't come couldn't grab the ball in. He also uh, wasn't helped by I thought, which was a completely anemic and and frankly just perplexing um, game plan to start the game. The play calling was just awful. So that combined just from the get go, put them on a bad foot.
2: Yeah. And and to me, this game felt very similar to, and in fact, I texted you about this during the game. I had to go back and and double check, uh, check the, the dates 2019 week 12 versus the jets. When they traveled East coast to the jets, they lost 34 to three, just came out completely flat. in that one the following year, same thing. Week 12, they traveled to Atlanta that, that year, 43-6. to six. And then last season, it was week number nine when they played against the Jets last year and laid that egg 23-16. So this game, to me, had a lot of that same feeling to it where they travel east. And that is something that I talked a lot about on my podcast this week was, you know, the Raiders have had that issue in the past, and it, it actually happened this week. So, yeah, you mentioned that they came out flat. Um, you know, I, again, I think Derek Carr was under a lot of pressure today. Um, he, he looked like he was holding the ball a little bit too long at times mm-hmm. to me as well. And, and you mentioned the play calling. I don't think, uh, Josh McDaniels did a, a good enough job of adjusting after the defense of the saints was, you know, made, made an effort. You could tell their game plan was to not let Josh Jacobs beat them, but McDaniels never was able to counter that. There was, there was nothing to do. Um, it was just a terrible performance by the offense.
1: Yeah, David, they had a terrible sequence. Third down, they run a play and kind of an end around doesn't work that Josh McDaniel seems to be in love with, uh, sort of like the crush I had in sixth grade, uh, can't let go. Uh, and then they follow that with a fake punt in their own territory, just in a really bad spot early in the game, down seven points. Um, can you make sense of that, David? I just don't understand. It's one of those things Mo and I always talk about on the show, and you know this from producing it that sometimes smart guys get too smart for their own good. They think they know better than anybody and nobody will know it's coming. But again, Josh McDaniels hasn't been able to pull these off. He does a fake punt. And I really think that that was a key moment in that first half and why they got down by more than three scores to start the game.
3: Yeah, and it's really interesting you bring that up because um, in that package I made earlier this week, uh, using McDaniel's audio from a press conference, he talked about execution, and executing is going to be key to winning today's game. And mm-hmm. they just didn't execute. I mean, you could kind of get hints here and there at his press conferences what he's going to do, and he he likes to um, gamble a little bit at times, but this season, they just haven't been executing, and that's been really biting them in the ass a little bit.
1: Yeah, I uh, think uh, big time. Go
3: yeah, ahead. no. Going. Yeah, it's it comes down to execution and McDaniels just hasn't delivered this season. You can also put some of the blame on Carr for kind of getting in these situations, uh, overthrowing a little bit at times. But yeah, it, it comes down to execution. The team just didn't get it done on the field today.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting, too. I'm seeing some in the chat. I'm going to read this too. Joseph Torres. said, completely disagree with you. Moving on from car, Mariota would have had a terrible game. First of all, hey, Joe, I didn't say anything about Mariota, by the way. Uh, I didn't <laughs> say he was the answer and didn't bring him up, but I'm not sure where you are getting that from. Uh, This net performance is not on the QB. He literally had no time to throw. Absolutely. As Evan brought up at the beginning, we agree with you. Uh, He was under pressure, but he also underthrew the ball again. The terrible interception was not. Yeah, there was pressure there. But again, he's been doing it all season, too. It has not been something that just happened today. So it's not the, the point of moving on from Derek Carr, by the way, is not just about his performance, but it's about his contract. It's about where he's at in the contract based on the performance and where this team has to go. So I know that sounds weird. It's not just me saying throw out Derek Carr. It's Derek Carr, you have an out in his contract, okay? And are you, is he going to be here in four years when you're going to be good again if you have to rebuild this roster a little bit? The answer is no. So if that's the case, then you might as well move on now and get an earlier start. That's the point I'm trying to make. But I appreciate your comment as well. Uh, and the O-line does stink, as you mentioned. So, uh, But but um, as David mentioned, Evan, the execution here, and, and Mo and I have talked a lot about this on the, on the weekly shows uh, since the beginning of the season and the slow start, which is we saw in the preseason this team execute perfectly. They didn't have penalties. They come out last week against Houston after kind of a lackluster first half. They really picked it up. They had no turnovers last week right? So they, and the penalties were low and then they come right back and revert. And to me, the concern I have with that is when you have a lack of execution and you see a team revert back to an earlier stage in the season, um, yes, it's on players. But to me, that's around culture, attitude, practice, every game plan, everything you're putting in, because there's, you should have incremental improvement every week, not the reverse.
2: Yeah. And we've heard McDaniel say that he hopes to be playing his best football towards the end of the season. Well, we're about halfway through the season right now, and we have not really seen any noticeable improvements other than a pretty good fourth quarter last week by the Raiders offense it's been a lot of inconsistency all season long. And, and, you know, when is it going to start to turn around? I mean, I I know they were scoring a lot of points and, and, you know, so you look at the points being scored and you're like, well, well, you can't complain about the offense, but you know, you can't come out, (laughs) you can't come out and lay an egg today. You can't do it. it. It's just, you know, I don't even know what to say anymore about it because it's completely unacceptable to be shut out by the 31st ranked defense. And I know I keep saying that I sound like a broken record, but <laughs> um, when you don't cross the 50 yard line until late in the fourth quarter, I mean, yeah. that's a joke. That's, that's a complete joke. So, um, and yeah, I, I think when you talk about um, lack of improvements, it's it definitely falls on the head coach. He has not done a good enough job. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's been a major, major disappointment this year.
1: Well, and David, um, we talk about the offense. No, the offense is not just Derek Carr. It's the offensive line. Offensive line was trash today, as our friend Kelly Kreiner, who was in New Orleans to see the game. Poor guy. Um, they, They were. They were trash. They looked terrible, okay? There's no doubt about it. They did not protect Derek Carr. At the same time, though, they were going against a really good defensive front. So, I know what Evan 's saying about where they ranked overall in defense, but on the front they 're pretty good and so I think that that 's what you saw is you saw an offensive line that re- that had some uh, that reverted back to where it was, but also playing a better defensive front than Houston was. And that mixed together, but I, I just, I'm getting to the point with Derek Carr where the argument's got to end, and I think that's just you got to move on for his sake and for the team's sake because a nine-year veteran should not be making those mistakes. He just shouldn't, even under pressure. It shouldn't happen. It just shouldn't happen. What, what's your, what's your thoughts, uh, David, on that offense? What you're seeing overall and why it just can't get together?
3: Well, it, it's something Mick Lombardi talked about earlier this week. Um, was how crucial Josh Jacobs was going uh, to be to kind of be a key to winning this game. But uh, that's something the Saints' defense recognized, and this was a game that the Saints had to win also. Let's not forget, at three wins, they're right in the thick of things uh, in the AFC South. So the Saints knew this was a must-win game for them as well. Uh, however, yeah, as Evan keeps saying, they, the Saints have the second-worst defense in the league uh, they were allowing 35 points per game the past three games before this. <laughs> um, no, the, ex- the, the offense had to come out, but that offensive line was atrocious. Uh, Jacobs couldn't, I think he had one good opening in the first quarter and he picked up maybe six or seven. Offensive line didn't help. It didn't do any favors for DC or JJ.
1: Yeah, uh, no question about that. And I think that you have a situation, too, where um, there's a lot of underperformance. There's a lack of execution. There's a lack of uh, cohesiveness. What, what I don't buy, though, again, a lot of you, and I see people in the chat, the change, new system, new this, new that. Come on. There's a lot of other teams that had a lot of change, had coaches, changes, players. And guess what? They're winning. So so to me, I think what happened a lot, Evan, too, is that I think some of this talent that the Raiders have and went out and got has not panned out just plain and simple. Now, is that Josh? Is is that um, Ziegler's fault? Dave Ziegler's fault? No. Is it Josh McDaniel's fault? No. Okay. His, his play calling what he's done from game planning perspective, that's on him. The rest of it, I think fans in general, and I think actually analysts across the league too, have overplayed this roster and how good it can be. And that some of these players are marginal at best, and you're seeing that. So the excuses about new schemes and this and that, I don't want to hear it because Brian Dable's not having that problem. Uh, Others are not having that problem. So what's their excuse?
0: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Yeah, no, you make a great point. And I am and you know, I make that excuse for this team a lot. I always say, oh, this stuff takes time. But, I mean, we're, we're heading into week eight here. I mean, how much longer? It takes
1: time, yeah. A play here, yeah. a half here right. and there, a game right. here and there. I agree with you.
2: Right, right. I mean, it's gone on too long at this point. I mean, I, I can no longer use that a, as reason, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think, I think you're right. I think a lot of these players they brought in. You look at Chandler Jones. He's a perfect example of this. Yes, he is a Hall of Famer. He has been one of the best pass rushers in the NFL over the last, you know, ten to twelve years. But if you look back at what he did last season, I mean, he had five sacks in that first game and only had five sacks the rest of the the, the next sixteen games of the yeah. year. So you you can look at that and say, you know, was that a good signing? And the, the signs were there that there was a possible decline happening. They go out and throw $17 million at him, and he's still, you know, what, half a sack on the season. And you mentioned Darren Waller. He's missed eight games out of his, his last 15, I believe is what you said. So there were some signs there with him as well that maybe the injuries were starting to take a toll on him. What did they do? They go out and throw more money at him as well. So there might be a little bit of an evaluation issue right now with, with Dave Ziegler.
1: Yeah. And and again, you know, he's he hasn't been a, a GM before, David. And so I'm not expecting him to hit on every player. I think he's missed already on a couple. We've seen it, I thought, and I don't know if the extension for Waller was pushed by Davis or not, but again, on this show, Mo went to bat and said, look, and I agreed with him, you could have waited a year. So I think this team is in a precarious position, which is why I bring up the car situation and some others with contracts because it's going to have to find money. Now, the, con- the 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 cap goes up again, right, next year, so that they'll they'll recognize some more money there as well. But when you look at how things have gone so far this season – Uh, You can't help. I mean, everybody owns responsibility. It's not just on one person.
3: Yeah, I'm not expecting a whole lot to go down with the with the trade deadline coming Mm -hmm. up. But once we head into the offseason, this is a team that's going to have a pretty high draft pick. Uh, You can only hope that they don't misfire on the draft again this year. Uh, The draft has been notorious for the Raiders. Um, we Ziegler is still pretty fresh. So, you know, there's still some hope for optimism there, but with the salary cap going up, as you said, uh, that Waller extension was a little bit of a misfire. So, uh, working with the salary cap, you're already looking ahead into the off season at this point. So mm-hmm. look at who you want to extend. Josh Jacobs is in a contract year too, and he's been kind of having a career year. So where do you, go from here um you you kind of look at what you have now and try to focus on next season is it time to maybe start fire sailing the team I don't think so Mm -hmm. but that's a decision Ziegler is going to have to make
1: yeah and he made he made the decision already this past offseason to keep their core players the veterans and spend a ton of money and Anthony Ruiz in our chat up on YouTube hey Anthony says over a hundred million dollars spent on our offense just to put up zero points Coach and car are the problem. Defense needs money spent on it, just as our offense. So I agree. You have to spend uh, on both sides of the ball. You have to win in the trenches. And right now, two of the worst spots for this Raiders team are in the trenches the offensive line. Yeah and the defensive line, and I think that's part of the problem. All right, we're going to step aside and take our next break. When we come back, the guys and I are going to talk about what's next. What might we expect? David mentioned the trade deadline. Will the Raiders be active? Now they might be more sellers than buyers. We'll talk a little bit about that as well as what we can expect coming up this week uh, in the Darren Waller saga as well. You're listening to Silver & Black today, an Odyssey Original Podcast. If you don't already subscribe Please do us a favor, wherever you listen to us, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button and also turn on auto download. That way, every time we put out a new episode, you will get it pushed right to your device so you can listen to us. If you're watching us on YouTube or wherever you're watching us, please hit subscribe, hit the notifications bell. So anytime we have a new video, you will be notified. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll close out the post game show Raiders 24 to nothing. Losers to the New Orleans Saints here on this Sunday. We'll be back right after this.